don't make it mad. I got good things, got you. Hoops and everything. Get back, never get back too soon. Are you lonely? Are you there when I'm not in the room? Are you only, only a part of this when you choose? Hello and welcome to the Point of Difference podcast. I am your host and coach of the Terrace Crew, Matt Ricks. What a difference a week can make. After all the trouble of the previous few rounds, Supercoach Gods almost started smiling on most this week. Monster scores across the board. That was until Sunday afternoon when the week's most popular captain, Cody Walker, flopped for a measly 42 points. The fullback position, traditionally home of names such as Teddy, Turbo and Trell, has been blowed wide open with less fashionable options like Drinky, Gutho and Bueller stepping up to stake their claim. Here with me tonight to chat all things Drinky related uh, in Coach of Tubes' pod and number one ticket holder in the Drinky fan club, Tubes. Tubes, welcome back to the pod pod. Yeah, thanks for having me, Matt. I'm... Uh... I'm I'm looking forward to just a just a one two punch combination pod again tonight. Uh, last time we did this, I think it, we ended up with a head to head Tass v uh, AJ, which I'm still waiting on my steak dinner for. So, um, but yeah, no, looking forward to it. I think that might have been our highest rating show ever. That uh, that one. So yeah, hopefully we can repeat tonight. Possibly. Um, how'd you go on? How'd you go on the weekend? Now we mentioned that you had drink water. That obviously helped. Yeah, I mean, I was honestly, uh, I was in for a terrible round. Um, and then Sunday afternoon, Drinky and Val in that game sort of brought me back from the brink. Um, I ended up with a twelve fifty or something like that, um, which was. I think about par. Um, it had very, very, very slight green arrows, um, but uh, not. I don't. I don't. I don't own Moses, Chance, uh, Hopgood. <laughs> the list sort of went on. Um, so it. Uh, yeah. So it was looking pretty dire up until then. So I was happy to scrape away and very happy with Drinky just continuing the run. Averaged 110 since I brought him in. That's been seriously one of your best moves ever in Supercoach, I think. Um, getting the timing, the timing right on Drinky because he's basically impossible. But you can't possibly bring him in now with a buy in round nineteen and circa nine hundred thousand. Yeah, I think if you wanted to, you'd be, I'd be I'd be trying. It's just that there's other good fullbacks options. Like it's because Buller's still there for a lot of people as a hold in seven hundred k. If um, Buller wasn't playing round 19, going him, I'd still be trying to find a way to drink water. Their draw is unbelievable, like, coming up. Like, they play 19, 18, they got the Tigers this week. Sorry, they don't play 19, but then they've got Manly, Para, Gold Coast. Yeah, maybe not that great, but it's pretty good. Good enough. Tigers this weekend, big game. The the problem is, it's just it's very hard to get up to him. Like, you know, who are you trading up to him? Teddy or... You know, it's Teddy 700K, so it's 200K up. Like, it's hard at this time of year to find the money and the trades to get that kind of option. But, yeah, you're right. Like, he's he's the form fullback of the comp. He's playing really good footy. Their attack's structured around him. And, um, yeah, like, Cowboys look, Cowboys look right back on track for a finals tilt now. I don't know. I think Gutho might have something to say about that, Matt, form fullback of the comp. Three-round average of 129.7 for Gutho. Just, just, just a, just a little bit more expensive than drink water by about a thousand 
dollars in Supercoach. So I think similar. If you don't own Gutho, if you're not one of the twenty percent, it's pretty hard to get him in before eighteen. Gutho, Gutho was uh, surprised me with his his lowish ownership. ownership. So very, very happy to be a Gutho owner at this stage and managed to hold Buller as well. So I think I'm pretty well set up. Buller can stay till at least round 19, hopefully to round 21 when Trell's back um, would be the aim, but we'll see how we go. Um, if you can hear a bit of enthusiasm in my voice, it's because I it's because I punched out a very handy 1,415 points on the weekend, uh, which has been good enough to see me enter the top 2,960th overall. Um and very pleased with my Charles Nickel Cookstar VC option on Friday night. It was an absolute clinic. Uh, poor old Jackie Bird out there, and the, it was filling in in the centres after Sully got injured. Um, couldn't really handle Charles's sweep, and uh, I think the uh, the guys at Fox Sports were getting a bit sore wrists from punching in tries for Charles every time he was sweeping around. They couldn't couldn't quite believe how often it was happening. It was just like clockwork, SJ had a chance to DWZ four tries. Thank you very much. I was, I could tell you was waiting for me to alley-oop you there and I just wasn't going to give it to you. So I was just. No, 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 I was fine. I was happy, more than happy to, more than happy to um just take the tap and, and go straight into, go straight into it there, you know. That that was a great game to watch, not just because Mike, Mick Ennis wasn't commentating on it, but. Um, also <laughs> because, uh, the pod father had just brought in chance and put the VC on him as well. So I, even though I don't own chance, I was giving him a big cheer, uh, to keep going bigger and bigger. What about, it's a good way segue to the pod father who we'll get to in a second, but you touched on Mickey Ennis. He would have been going crazy with the Watoinies. Yeah. yeah. I honestly, I was thinking that while I was watching it, thinking, geez, this would be a punish if he was commentating on this. How good's he been? How good is he? He's just unbelievable. He's been what's his word? What's his favorite word that he keeps? Tremendous. He's been tremendous tonight. Anyway, Nikki, hope you're listening, buddy. Um, Tubes, you touched on the podfather there. Now take us through it because this is this is quickly becoming the the Cinderella story of the season. Yeah, he's he actually. I mean, he ended up in in a way a little bit unlucky, really, for for where his score ended up from how he sort of started the weekend. He he he. He he brought in Chance. There wasn't many, I don't think, that would have brought in Chance last week um, with a high break. Incredible trading. Incredible trading. And, trade and uh, six hundred and seventy uh, k he was before last week. Um, so he's brought in Chance and he's put the VC on him. Uh, he came into the round. What was he? He was a hundred and hundred seventy seventh overall. Um, he's busted out a. Thirteen ninety five, um, and as I said, it, he he's he's brought in chance. He's held for feeder. Um, he he had Moses Hopgood, Gutho. It really sort of felt like he, it could have been anything that weekend after the first couple of games. But he's ended up with a thirteen ninety five, which is huge still. Um, and he's uh, he's now ranked sixty sixth overall. Incredible. The the feedback has been palpable. The amount of questions we're getting about the Podfather, how he's feeling, what's he going to do this week? He's quickly becoming the um the biggest celebrity in Supercoach Podland. Mm. So I think there's like his team's pretty well set up. So I think there's there's still he's still within a chance. I was looking at the, you know my eye started looking at to the top of the leaderboard and geez that leader was he was a four hundred points ahead before the start of this week. 
um, before the closest uh, person, the Wolfpack, Sam. He's still going to ride that lead up. Yeah, he's, he's about 300 ahead now of the closest to him, but Podfather's got him in the range. Yeah, look, I mean, Podfather finished top 50 would be unbelievable, and that's what we're all cheering on. But, um, yeah, that leader I think has a very, very good side. I think he'll be okay. I think he'll he'll see it through. But you never know. This season in Supercoaches has thrown up some very, very interesting and big swing weeks. Like the scores can range like 400 points a week very easily this year. So if you're out there and you kind of off a couple of bad weeks, don't give up. There's a long way to go and plenty of action to be plenty of action to be had. Believe me, I was ranked about twenty thousand yeah. a month go, ago. Go back and listen to one of the handful of pods you've come on this year to start the year after after you started such oh, a horrible start and you just couldn't front up each week. And then the ones you were coming on, you were a bit depressed. So it's good to see you up and about tonight. Can't stop me now. I, was, I did the I did the I did the run sheet in my lunch break today. That's never happened. Um. Yeah, really, really up and about and firing. Um, Queenstown Tubes, there's been some movement there as well. This is our bet um, between it's me and Dan versus Tubes and the Bodfather and Chris and Jono. Now, Chris and Jono have been way ahead all season, but Tubes, what's happened? Yeah, so I, Chris is just like under under a lot of pressure. Like he's really starting to crack. Um, I think at one stage, Chris and Jono were about 600 points ahead. Of 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 its yep. of, of its their nearest competitor, uh, but given the the Podfather and myself's recent run of form, we've we've clawed back and we're now ahead by eleven, uh, with yourself and Dan just four hundred and eight points back after a big week from you. The um, I feel like we got to get around Chris a bit. It's been a very very tough few weeks for young Christopher, and um, look, he's got to set himself. I think that's we all know that. Just got to set himself and and reset the footing a bit and get ready to hit it up again. But we're uh, we're getting around you, Chris, so it's still a long way to go. You're having a good year, still slightly ahead in the uh, overall race of the uh, pod pod contributors. So, um, yeah, keep going, mate. We're, uh, we're cheering you on. Uh, all right, let's um, let's kick into the analysis for the week, Tubes. Now, I want to before we get into um, Hooker, where we always kick off, um, I just wanted to touch on, we won't get into too many sharks tonight because I feel like the sharks are all good options, particularly, obviously, if you've got Heinz, most people do. Um, but you've got your Nickeras, your Talakais, your Ronaldos. And I think you've got one for part of the week later who we'll, we'll get to. But, yeah, uh, I think the, the message on sharks that I want to convey is all good options should have three, I think, but don't overdo it on sharks because your balance of your team will get upset. If the sharks have a bad game, you could ruin your round. Um, yeah, I think three, probably Heinz, Nicara, and then one of Ronaldo or Talakai. Look, four at a pinch, but just think about the balance of your team. Nah, you can't have four. I can't see how you're bringing in Will Kennedy with the with the gun. That's a pod options. play. Yeah. I don't mind that. True. If you don't 600,000, he's cheap enough now. You're right. Not everyone owns Drinky and Gutho, so they've got to, they've got to figure something else out. Um well, Teddy, Teddy to Will Kennedy. That's is true. Okay, that's, I think. that's probably yeah. So, um, I and then the only other one is I definitely wouldn't bring bringing in Maddie Maddie Moylan. Um, I don't even know. How he's <laughs> that. It's, but, it's about twelve. It's about the twelve month anniversary, isn't it? Yeah. Well, he had a good run to finish the year last year, but he's lucky to still be in the side this year. So no, uh, no swan. Song, bring back Trindle. No swan song from Moylan this year. No. No, big shout out to the Sharks. I actually, I was I was with them up there on the uh, in Brisbane for the Origin hosting. Uh, they hosted uh, my employer 
uh, the other day and really, really good bunch of people. Shout out to big Dino and Beck and, uh, uh, yeah, just had a really, really great time. Met, met the great ET. What a thrill. Gal was there. All happening. Sharkies, uh, they're pretty confident they're going to go on a good run, so I'm right behind them. What about Andrew King? Put him in the circuit. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Well, the juggler. The juggler's come out at Brookie. Uh, hooker tubes, let's kick kick off. Um, let's start this week with uh, JMK, Jeremy Marshall King from the Dolphins. Now, he's been out with a uh, AC joint injury. Now, this has been hampering him quite severely. I think he's a very, very – if you haven't sold, then probably got to hold, but I think he's a very hard avoid. Would you agree? Yeah, I wouldn't be bringing him in now. It's a it's a dire position this year. I brought in Wade Egan last week and he got a HIA, thankfully came back on. But, yeah, yeah this – I mean – You're not feeling great about not, it, I you? wouldn't be trading in – Jeremy Marshall King, but I can't see why you're trading him out because there's just no one to bring in in the position. Yeah, like Cookie's there. You can't bring him in now. If Cookie misses Origin, would you be a round 19 option? He's not available to center wing. We should say that just in case anyone was wondering. Yeah, he could be. Um, He (laughs) could be an option. Even then, I mean, I'm an owner. I wouldn't be bringing him in. Nothing necessarily against him, but he's he's got that forty one, and then they've got two buyers on the run home. They've got buy yeah, 20, 20 and twenty six. Yeah. So, um, I really yep, just agreed. think it's it's Harry and Harry and and, and whoever like you can sort of find like <laughs> Reed Marnie. He's been one that's sort of been spouted, um, but he's he's not like he hasn't really been setting the world on fire. He hasn't at all. It felt like early in the season, um, from a super coach perspective, he was he was looking good. But then he's just really since the since for those that brought him in for like the round thirteen, sorry the for for that buy period, he's he's really had a a, a low period. I think he had a HIA and and a few different things. But yeah, there's no confidence in in bringing him in either um, for for the run home. So. Yeah, I think you're just sort of looking to make up your 13 from for round 19 from from all other positions and and yeah. and sort of just avoiding doing much in the hooker, getting rid of Sonny Luke when you can. That was the main instigator of me getting in Wade Egan was just to get rid of Sonny Luke mm. and get rid of that AE nightmare. I think Marnie is an okay option. Just looking at his numbers here and his in his most recent um, 80 minute. Games because he did have that HIA. I think it was against the Roosters, um, where he only played thirty-five minutes. So he got knocked out by Tino too. Was yeah, it? Yeah, he's had a pretty consistent sort of um, floor of in that sort of low to mid sixties, but he had thrown in two thirties before that. So four hundred and forty k. I don't know. I think I actually think that Reese Robson is probably your run home hooker if you can work that. Um, he only played. He only scored forty-eight on the weekend after playing eighty minutes of Origin. So that was obviously, um, you know, he uh, he he played sixty-eight minutes, which is the first time he hasn't played eighty all season. So I think he's only five hundred fifty-one k now. B of eighty, he should be pretty ripe for the purchase after the buys. If you need that second hooker, um, I think I'm just going to run home with Cookie and Grant. I just I'd rather not make any of my remaining. Um, 14 trades at hooker is going to be my plan. 
Yeah, there's no, there's certainly no pod plays for, from the pod pod no. in the hooking position, no. that's for sure. Um, all right, moving on to a front row forward. So the name on everyone's lips at the moment is Adam Fanua Blake from the Warriors. He's coming off a 94 against the Dragons, uh, having set up a beautiful drive for Sean Johnson. Jubes, you said you brought him in. You've got to be feeling pretty pretty ecstatic about that. Yeah, I, I, I'm feeling good. I, I was tossing up between him and uh, the big koala, Matangi, um, and yep. swayed to AFB purely for that round 19. By me. And not too worried about the uh, not not having to worry about the potential of him getting picked for New South Wales. Um, so yeah, no, pretty pretty happy. But it was really the the first time I like I said I watched that game last weekend pretty closely uh, following Chance. But AFB just looked unbelievable football wise. Like um, his his little late foot foot his his footwork just before the line and then just straight away looking for that offload. It feels like he can offload nearly every single time. He looks so fit and he's playing 60 plus minutes. And Webster's clearly, you know, he's given, he's got confidence in him playing big minutes. I don't know. Why doesn't he play for New South Wales? A bit annoying he won't, because he plays for Tonga. A bit annoying he won't nominate for New South Wales as well. Well, we could use him. Yeah. But he's, um, so I, I like, he's given me that, um, and, and I'm an owner this time, which feels good. He's giving me that pain Haas feeling that you sort of had at the start of the year where it just he felt a bit unstoppable with minutes-wise and every single play feels like something could happen. Yep. I think he's as good an option as Haas to run home with. And I'm going to certainly look at him probably next week. He's got a B of 80 this week. No rush. Doesn't really fit my trade strategy this week, but I'll be I'll be making a call on him next week. And I think it's if I get him, I won't be getting Haas for the run home. I've really only got one more front row trade in me. So, um, but yeah, big option. Speaking of Payne Haas, Tubes, he pumped out a 57, I think, on the 59 weekend. in 45 minutes. If you're not, if he's not in your plans, you're, you're crazy. Well, mate, I got the big, I got the big, I got big red, the big horse. Yeah. Not trading him out. I, yeah, he could be, he could go. He could go in a few weeks. He's done his job. Yeah. And these last game, he got 95 in 70 minutes. Yeah. But he's too rickied. Something will happen. No tons, though. No tons for pain. Yeah. Um, so what do you say? I, I think the big the big talking point on pain is like, when do you get him? It's not this week. No, it'll be it'll be in round twenty or round twenty one. They they do still have the round twenty five buy, but that's not neither here nor there. Like, no, um, no, that's fine. So um, it'll be twenty or twenty one. You basically play the dogs. They play the dogs round twenty at Belmore. Um, so he won't play big minutes there. Well, he played 45 on the weekend, like you said, and or, the game in round 14 after Origin 1, he played 57 minutes against the Sharks. So played less minutes in Origin 1 though as well. So right. Because uh, Fittler decided to rotation-wise, he thought he'll bump up Payne's minutes this time and just take them off Murray rather than take them off someone else. So um I think I think forty five is probably what he's in for for round twenty. So if you don't have him, yeah. you're, you're trying to get him for twenty one, and hopefully he's still around that six hundred and fifty k mark. Yep. Uh, Joey Tarpany tubes. He's he's probably a classic. Don't buy, don't sell. Yeah, I, I, I'd like to. I'd I'd rather AFB Haas than Tarpany 
but if you own him, he's not worth a trade to get out. It's too luxurious, yeah. Tarpany to Haas or Tarpany to AFB. Can't see how anyone affords that right now um, from a trade perspective. Uh, but he's you, you just sit and hope. He played 50 minutes on the weekend and scored 71. So, um, Well, Papali's out as well. So Papali, Papali's out for two weeks now, so that should help him, him and Horsburgh. Uh, their minutes should be pretty strong, I think. Because they're a bit thin in in uh, middle forward stocks off the bench. Who knows, Ricky? Ricky. Uh, last name on my front row list tubes is uh, Christian Welsh. I just want to give a bit of a shout out because he's pretty maligned this year, Welshy, and somehow he's just hung around on my bench as my third front row for quite a while now. But he scored seventy two in sixty eight minutes on the weekend. Do you think that's Nelson playing back row and and uh, Bellamy just wanting to sort of? That stable body through the middle, big minutes? Possibly. Um, surely Nelson playing. Uh, I think it was mainly probably more their bench. They had um, uh, Harry still played big minutes and they had um, uh, son of, son of um, uh, the well, what's his name? Anyway. Dalek. Dalek and um, the the one that comes on at hooker, son of uh, oh, Wishart. Wishart. Son of uh, Rod. Uh, so um, I think with that bench, Garlic sort of comes on and plays 20 as an edge back rower um, or in the middle, and and I think it just means Welsh gets more minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I'm only bringing him up because I still own him and he scored a nice 72. He's not, I'd he's play him again enough. this week, though. Like if he's if you're looking for him in your 17, I wouldn't be surprised 60s. What have they done to their bench? Oh, Kamakamitha's back. Ah, okay. But he's their only middle, so... Yeah, I don't mind it. I think I probably will play him just because Ellie Katoa is still out. So, yeah. All right, let's move on. Speaking of Ellie Katoa, not the worst segue through to second row forward now. And let's start with Ellie Katoa Tubes because he's not named again and it's been a very frustrating hold for owners like you and I. Yeah, frustrating. Um, not, not This week's not that frustrating. Last week was for me. Um because I ended up taking an AE in second row, just didn't have the numbers with the Tigers. That worked out all right, though, didn't it? <sighs> I think I, I VC'd AFB and then looped him, so it didn't work out too bad. But I probably would have seed Gutho, so um, mm. but doesn't really matter. Um, the but yeah, this week I think you can cover him. It's just annoying. He's at he's priced at five hundred and something thousand. He's not worth selling. And he's got that upside for the run home as long as he can come back fit and firing in round 20. It's a bit frustrating for me because they said he was going to be right to go round 18 and then they came out and said he's 50-50 and now he's not named at all. He'd better be back round 20. That's all I can say. Otherwise, I'll be very, very annoyed. But, yeah, like you said, too cheap to sell. And I think he's just an excellent run home as your fifth 2RF. Can plug him in any week, play him on the bench. He's got the ceiling. Very happy to hold through to the end for me. Um, all right, where should we go? Let's go to um, let's go to Pierre Cura Tubes mm-hmm. from the Broncos. Now Jordan Ricky's out long term, maybe the season with a Liz Frank injury in his foot. Um, Kirk Capewell is still out injured. Pierre Cura has all of a sudden turned into their number one back row option and looks to have locked that spot down. Um, at least for the next six weeks. Um, is he someone 
289K, is he a downgrade option who you could entertain this week um, as a kind of guy who you could always plug in and play as well? Look, I think it just depends on how your team's positioned. I mean, an 80-minute back row playing for one of the teams, one of the comp's best teams uh, at 289K, he's, he's a hunt and with a minus three break even. Like, it's a no-brainer that he's an option to bring in. For me, though, um, I don't need back rowers um, right now. As I mentioned, I'm holding someone like an Eli Katoa. Um, I'm, I'm pretty stacked in my back row. And the fact that they, he doesn't play round 19, so it's not like bringing in an extra number, I'm actually more inclined to look at nothing Schuster and saving that extra 90K rather yep. than Pierre Cora. Not for any real reason other than I don't necessarily need him, I don't think, over the next nine weeks to be in my 17 or close to it at all, and I don't think I'll have the trades to actually benefit from his cash rises that are going to come over the next few rounds. So I'd, I'd rather have the extra 90K from from nothing to Martin Melee or something like that. Martin Melee. The only round I could see him possibly being very useful is round 20 when you've got Canberra and Souths on the bye. You might need the number, but I think I think you're exactly right. It's very, very team dependent. Um, so second row, there's like a lot of sort of it's pretty clogged up there. You've got your Nickeras and your Hopgoods and your Prestons and Ellie Katoas and Fafitas and so – just depends on your team makeup. I think he's an excellent option. If it suits your team, you can play him whenever you want. I haven't been like super taken with his output. He does look like a try scorer. I think that's the upside. It's the try scoring. Like he played 80 on the weekend and had 36 in base, 48 min- forty-eight points in 80 minutes. Disallowed try as well. But it's more uh, if he takes Ricky's position – uh, I think he's he he looks like he's he's going to be a bit like Husky and he'll run a good line um, and he's a, and he and and could be a try scorer slash pr- create a you know try assists from attacking plays. Yeah, yep, agree. All right, let's go to the big boy, Dave Fafita. Uh, we were cheering him on, weren't we, for the Podfather? Yeah, we talked him into hold. We talked him into holding. Geez, that would have been a disaster, I think, if he sold. Well, he was looking at AFB. So yeah, but he's he's got a his AFB's perfectly on the radar for him again next week. Yeah. So yeah, look, uh, for feeder, I suppose the, the main question is like like you have to get him right by at some point. I don't see how you, you can not run home with. You him. can't. You can't not have him. He's by far and away the best second row forward, like by a mile. Yeah. But just relative, but relative relative to oh, sorry, his Nico, position not Nico, but yeah, as well. Nico, yeah. Like he's so far and away above, and so you have to get him. It's just it's just when uh, and how. So they play Raiders this week, which is a sensational matchup for him. But I don't think it's too early to go on him personally. If you've got nineteen covered, I think you can get him this week. He's got a break even of like one hundred and fifty nine. No, no, one hundred and forty nine. So. He's going to drop a little bit more cash. He's really primed to pick up in round 20. You can see how he's got through Origin. That's my plan anyway. I don't know how I'm going to afford it, but got got two weeks. Got two weeks. to Yeah, well, that's exactly. Got two weeks to figure that out. So you're going to have to get rid of a pre, some type of premium and, and save some cash. But, yeah, I wouldn't be getting him this week. Well, I'm not getting him this week, I suppose, is the best way to put it. Um, I, you can't really talk anyone out of it, but um, 
yeah, I think I think it's a wait wait now to around twenty. Bit of a tough break for Tino owners on the weekend with him sitting out, um, but he's still obviously a gun option at two RF or front row. Um, just probably difficult to bring in at eight hundred k. I would have thought with the op- the other options. Yeah, probably wait for him to drop a bit. I love Tino though. He's just, but yeah, he just he's got the floor. Tino, that's the only problem. He can throw out a few fifties or forties, but he's looked really good this season. Great player. Um, last name. I oh know. Let's go. Let's go for Jeremiah Nanai Tubes. Big pod in the two RF now. Jeremiah had a very very slow start to the year. He started the year in like seven hundreds or high six hundreds or something. Uh, six fifty nine. He started at. He dropped all the way down to five hundred k. Two weeks ago, and since um since then he's gone eighty two, eighty four. Um, yeah, he got eighty four on the weekend without a try, forty six in base. That's probably a record for him. He's uh, they don't play round nineteen. He obviously plays Origin, but at five hundred thirty k, that's one sneaky pot option in a cows team who's starting to catch fire. Yeah, I think Jono threw him up as a as a pot option if they uh, as if they if he did play the buy. Um, I really, really, really like it. I, like as in, like if you look at what he did last year, uh, he, he obviously averaged 63, but he but he got hot. He went on some runs from a try scoring point of view where he had he had such a high ceiling. I think he had a run where he went uh, 104, 150-odd and another 100 all within sort of a three-week period. Um, and... And then he has some some low parts to the year. I think for for someone like myself, I'm looking, I'm I'm hovering around that four thousand. I'm looking for a bit of a pot option. Um, I don't know if I can bring him in this week, uh, but I'm tempted. Yeah, and they play the Tigers. Like, Break even eleven. It's if you're gonna pull the trigger, I think this is the week. Just, but I mean, if if you're if yeah, you're set up pick, okay yeah. for round nineteen, and I'm looking at bringing in Ronaldo uh, Mulatalo from the Sharks, but yeah, just it feels a bit too meat and potatoes. Like everyone's bringing in Ronaldo, that Nanai Nanai really could be a good pod option against the grain. Yeah, yeah, I like it. If you set up numbers wise for for 19, I think yeah, like you say, this is the week. Tigers at home, perfect matchup. I can't do it because I've got my trades planned already, but I think he's a great option. Um, let's round out with an easy one, Tubes. Sell of the week, Josh Schuster, 400K, break even of 65. If you're not dumping him, what are you doing? <sighs> I mean, you can hold him. He's, he's break even, like his break even, like you said, it's not massive. He, geez, he was a punish to watch on the weekend, though, when I had to play him, and he just doesn't get involved at all. Uh, and then when he doesn't get involved, he yeah. becomes an AE nightmare. I think... Uh, he, I'm looking at trading him out. I think you either nuff him or you try to move him to to something else. He's not like a must sell this week, but I think uh, he's definitely that one that, that he's just hovering around there being a pain now and you can't wait for that next big score and price rise to come through. The only thing I'll say for him is he does have that dual flexibility, which is useful. Um, so I think you're right. Like I want to sell him badly, but... When you had to in a week where most people needed him to go well, yeah, 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 or just a fifty, like didn't think that was too much to ask. Um, but you know what you signed it up for with Schuster, so send him off, 
two names on the list this week, Tubes. One's not playing. So Mitch Moses, by this week, probably gets selected again for New South Wales. I think he's done enough to hold his spot, would you say? Uh, yeah, 100%. Like, I can't see them dropping. Uh, no chance of dropping. I thought, he had a, I thought he had a very good first half. Yeah, I mean... The, the less I talk about Origin, the better. Like, who knows yeah. what Freddie's yeah. going to do? Um, he played Cook at hooker. He played he played Cook in centre. So, like, let's just not guess what he's what's what yeah. the plans are. So, I think he will get selected. Um, the problem with Moses is you can't run home with him because he's not his name's not Nico Hines or Nathan Cleary. But a name we will talk about in a minute is one I want to throw up as a possible run home option. Now, Moses. Misses eight, misses eighteen through a buy, then misses nineteen for Origin, more than likely. So two weeks out in one of your premium positions, and his boy's eight hundred and forty k, a lot of dollars. Then they also have the buy in round twenty seven, so not ideal for overall players. Plus Parramatta at Bluebet, plus Parramatta, plus Penrith at Bluebet Stadium in round twenty six. They've got one of the much more difficult run homes after they play the Gold Coast in round twenty. I think that's the only game that you really want Moses for. So I'm going to bite the bullet and trade Moses this week to Sean Johnson, who's about 30 or 40K cheaper. Do you mind indulging me for a minute, Tubes, on a bit of a, um, a diatribe on why I think this is a good option this week for Moses' owners? Um, so I mentioned that there's only really one game you want Moses for before you're going to have to trade him to Cleary anyway if you don't own Cleary and you own Hines. Now, Sean Johnson has a three-round average of, uh, let me get it up, it's something like 115. Um, just searching through my database here. It's not, not really agreeing with me. Um, they play the Rabbitohs this week, so not the best week to bring him in, but at least he's playing. And they then play round 19, so you get the extra gun for 19, which I think is very important. I think you really need what we've seen in these first two buys is you really need these high upside guys as part of your trade plans. They then play the Eels, Sharks, Raiders, so not the easiest run, but two of those are at home. Then they have the buy in 22. Now, this is your exit strategy if it hasn't quite worked out as well as you want. Cleary due back in round 21. If Johnson isn't working out, you can always go Johnson to Cleary as an exit strategy. He shouldn't leak too much cash. They should be relatively similar price by then. But here's where it gets very interesting, Tubes. From rounds 23 to 27, they play the Titans, the Tigers, both away, Manly, St. George at home, and then the Dolphins round 27 away. Now, SJ has been feasting on these type of matchups this year. He's already got four tons, three in a row, last three. I think there's every opportunity that SJ can match or beat Nathan Cleary on the way home. And if you make the trade this week, then you can maximize the next three weeks as well while Cleary is still out. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it sounds good. I I can't. I think if you're a Moses owner like yourself, um, I'd be getting him out this week and SJ is basically the only one that you'd be looking to bring in. I can't see why you'd hold Moses for the next two weeks when you know he's not a long-term hold keeper uh, perspective. The only thing is just the number of trades that I know you're okay set up for trades. What do you got, like 14? Um, there's yep. some out there that might only have 10. 
And the only thing I'd say to that is you could hold Moses because you're just going Moses to Cleary when Cleary's back and then that's the run home and that saves you a trade. Um, but I think if you if you feel that you've got enough trades, a Moses to SJ with the potential to plan to get to Cleary or hold SJ as you just outlined is, is the best thing to do this week. So um, I was actually wrong. Tigers is a home game, but it's in Hamilton. Sorry, it's an away game, but it's in Hamilton, New Zealand. So they've got six games remaining in New Zealand, and then they play. They're only time. They're only they play. They play um, the the Eels in round nineteen. So that's fine. But then the only other two away games are both in Queensland, where they have huge support against the Titans. That's always basically a home game for the Warriors and the Dolphins. Yeah, which it should just Dolphins. Might might only have barely be able to field a team by then, like with a few injuries. I'm just I'm so keen on this trade. Um, it's hard because Johnson's coming off three tons and he's 800k. So like mentally, like I'm like this doesn't compute, right? Like chasing last week's points, overpriced. I don't think he is overpriced. I think he's probably correctly priced, but I think you can really maximise the value of that trade this week um, and make your 17 stronger this week as well. So. Yeah, I'm really pumped to lock in that trade this week. Um, I won't touch on Nico because you've already got him more than likely. I suppose bring him in if you don't, but not really sure. Question for this week I think we'll cover later yeah. is just whether you captain yeah. him or not. Yep, yep, let's get to that later. All right, five eight tubes. Uh, we touched on Schuster already. Don't need to talk about him. Let's talk about one that we, we're, not, we're both not keen on and we would advise getting – uh, not bringing in as Tommy Dearden from the Cowboys. He's coming <laughs> off some hot form. Uh, Chris, we know Chris is a bit rattled, but we, this was how we truly knew he was completely rattled. He put Dearden up as a as a buy this week. Yeah, there's not many pods out there, I would imagine, talking about Tommy Dearden uh, this week, and and I'm not that keen on it either. I think uh, there's a chance he's 18th man for Origin. They have the buy, so he doesn't give you buy coverage, and I just can't see bringing him in as i said yeah they've got the uh with nanai they've they i mean i'm i'm happy to look at loading up on cowboys with playing the tigers this week and uh, and they have a an okay run uh but i don't think dearden's the answer to to uh to the to no. Your problems no so you mentioned there that he might be 18th man for queensland i reckon he actually will be 18th man he was 18th man in game one then brimson was 18th man in game two because the titans had the bye and the Cowboys played. That switched for game three. I think Brimson will probably play round 19, but I wouldn't – I couldn't possibly bring Brimson in now. Um, just knowing that, I'd probably wait until next week to see if Brimson's playing to bring him in. Would that be fair, Tubes? Yeah. They're uh, currently deliberating Reese Walsh's decision, so we might know by the end of the pod. Uh, Once we get to fullback, maybe. Yeah, Brimson, Brimson obviously could be the starting fullback. Uh, for Queensland, we'll see. You reckon he's next cab? Well, because Ponga's ruled himself out, so it's Brimson after Ponga. Think. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the Knights have a buy. Maybe, maybe Ponga's got his confidence back, and he'll say, "I'm good. I'm good to go." Nah, he's. You can't send that. You can't send that text message and then come back when when there's a suspension. Feel like you. Yeah. I, I, I feel too proud to do it. Yeah, you're probably right. So yeah, definitely hold off on Brimson, but let's see what happens to Walsh. Um, Tubes, the, the most purchased player this week, which I was a bit surprised about, but, you know, price is right and all that. 
Cam Munster, 666K, I think he's definitely a better option than Dom Dearden. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I found it funny. I think you put up to Chris Munster and, and, and someone wrote, oh, yeah, not many of people will be bringing him in. No, it was me. And I was like, it was me. <laughs> surely. Like, so he's, he's 5.3% traded in so far. 666K, like, is an unbelievable Cheap Cheap. price for Munster. Uh, he, yep. I wouldn't be shocked if he finished the year at 800 plus, like he started it. Um, I, I won't be getting him this week, but he's definitely on my target, uh, after origin and, yep. and I, you know, this week is probably a good week. If you, if you, if you're getting rid of Schuster at five, eight, or you've got a bit of cash, uh, he's, he's so low and break even at 56. I want to go Joey Manu straight to Munster. We can chat about Manu in a minute, but um, like your Manu plus cash for Munster in round twenty looks perfect. Look, I just I I I hear so all this chat about Manu. I know he's better at fullback. I, I don't know if he's or better. At, well, who, how? Why is he better at five eight? Like because he, he runs it. He was just injured. He's been injured when he played five eight in the last month. But like. That's his only real stats at five eight. Like it's not like he's played five eight for the Roosters much before. He played fullback for them last year. What are you talking about? He played five eight for them all the run home last year. Teddy played fullback. Yeah, he played center last year. No, he didn't. He played five eight. What he was just getting was he getting named in number four the whole time and playing five eight. He played five eight. I'm telling you, the um, he averaged seventy point five last year at center. He looks finally fully fit. Um, if you're an owner of him, I can't see why really you'd want to be trading him and he's not and he's not going to be in your top six center wings uh, for the run home. I, I, I'm all about getting Munster. I just don't think he's the person that you necessarily need to offload to get Cam Munster into your team. Mm. Are you trying to look up how much he played 5'8 while I'm, while I'm talking <laughs> just to try and prove me wrong? <laughs> And and what's the verdict there, Matt? How how many times was he named in the six last year? Look, I don't want to. Yeah, once, but I'm I'm saying that he. Yeah, all right. But I, okay, better off yet than Tubes. How was his? How were these scores in when he was in the four jersey on the run home? Not amazing. Yeah, but they were pretty good to start the year. One eighteen, one hundred four, one hundred ninety one, one thirty. I know that was at fullback, but anyway. Point point is he's averaged seventy last year in the centers. I I think he's a hold. Two tries for ninety one on the weekend. I he looked very good on the weekend, very involved, and I think their their attack has to shake up. Um, so he's he's gonna he's he's gonna get be, become more and more involved as the season goes on, especially if he's fit. I get I I get that. Um, it was the first time I felt like he looked fit since round 12 or 11 before he went on that. Was it his shoulder that he got injured? So he's got a break even of two. So he's going he's gonna to have a good cash rise this week. He should go to about 680K. Then they've got the buy. Then they play Melbourne in round 20. So, yeah, you're definitely not selling him this week. But, um, yeah, I, I'm – yeah, I do like that dual position too. It's a, it's a decision for, for next week. I don't mind bringing Munster in round 19 either if you've got the bonus trade, if you have to. It just depends on your on your structure, but probably round 20. Um, Cody Walker, Tubes, last one at 5'8". Disappointing score for captainers on the weekend. Um, 
what do you do with Cody? I, I still think he's a very, very premium number for round 19. But I think you've got to put it into context of what else you're doing at 5'8 with Munster and the like. Yeah, I mean, it's been um, – it's felt – it's uh, it could be just re- – it could be, could be recency bias, but he's felt a bit plain since Mitchell's been out. Um, like he was so hot to, for the, you know, first. Well, he got injured as well. He was out for a couple of weeks as well. Yeah, okay. So, look, I think he's so highly owned already that people are obviously holding him. I just think you sort of question whether or not he's a bring-in um, uh, now for round 19. Uh, the the interesting one we talk about, we've got Judiciary, Reese Walsh. I think tomorrow is Dylan Brown's court case potentially yep. as well. So yep. interesting to see what happens there from a super coach perspective at least, um, not without, you know, going into the, the rest of the details. But, the um, but yeah, I, th- I just think Cody um, – Look, I'm, I, I, I think it is recency bias because he's he's turned up twice in the last four games. He's just he had an injury and then he's come back and got 36 off an injury. So I think you'll let's see how it goes this weekend. My warning, my my heated warning came off last week. Don't you never captain never captain people off straight off injuries. Hold, but I wouldn't be bringing I'd him in hold this, this week. Definitely don't buy him this week. Yep. I think if you own him, you hold him fine. For no sure, trial, like he's a captaincy yeah. option in round 19. We did talk about how you need these high ceiling players for round, for draw for buys. So I know we he's if he's not if if he's not the best round not round nineteen option, he's bloody close to it. I know we talked uh briefly about Brimson and his origin chances, but uh like I was keen on potentially looking at him this week. But if he doesn't get picked for origin, he's another big upside guy playing the Tigers in round nineteen, uh to, to have on your radar for next week. Yeah, that's also a great matchup for Bueller. Can't wait for that game. Oh no, that's they're playing. Um, no, they're playing the Dolphins in round nineteen. Tubes. Uh yes. You keep thinking they're playing the Tigers. Keep thinking they're playing the Tigers. <laughs> they're playing the Dolphins. It's like I want them to play the Tigers. Yeah, I wish they'll. I got the Sammy. Tigers. I want. I got Phil Sammy. Yeah. I want the them to Dolphins play the Dolphins. Is probably just as good now, to be honest. It's a. I'm going to that game. I'm taking the kid no. up to the Goldie for a for the weekend. I'm going to Titans versus Dolphins. How good? Yeah. No hammer. Uh. No, gonna 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 buy my boy Asako. How good? <laughs> uh, just on Brimson, what's he currently? He's five hundred twenty-four k b of twenty. They play the Raiders this week in Canberra. If if it were if it was if Origin wasn't a worry, I hundred percent would be bringing him in. He'll still be cheap anyway next yeah. week. Like he'll be sub six hundred k. So yeah, yeah, that's fine. Fine for next week. Wait and see. Um. All right, now let's get into center wing, always the busiest position every week. And let's start tubes at the Dolphins because they've just started, they've had enough this year, it looks like. But in saying that, there's one name who I keep trying to get beat every week and I know he's the bane of Dan's existence, but Jermaine Asako, 67 without a try on the weekend. He had a try assist and a line break. And a line break, I don't see Maybe two line breaks, but anyway, he had he had some decent attacking involvement. Set up the hammer for a try. Yeah, two line breaks uh, for a sixty six. He's gone back to back sixty six now in matches they have been absolutely smashed. Now high upside players with good fixtures in round nineteen. He's probably he's probably top of my list for that. It, honestly, it feels like it's like three weeks in a row now 
where I've I've looked at his score after about 40 minutes or 50 minutes and he's been on like 20 and I'm like finally this is the week we get him beat and then yep. and then one of the weeks he ended up turning up I think he scored like a couple of tries and a couple of line breaks against the Warriors in like the last 10 minutes or yeah, something and they like got that. yeah and then um and then the last two weeks he's gotten his 60s just from a few line breaks late in the game so I'm going to keep laying him just because I I'm not bringing him in. I'm just I'm 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 standing firm on it, and it's going to be the death of me. But um, I think he can get beat, and I really do think the the Dolphins are going to continue to go downhill uh, as the year goes on. And I think if you're looking to antipod someone, he's not a bad one. Yeah, he's in my plans for our 19, so I'm a bit on the other side. Just that Gold Coast Day game. I'm, de- I'm not put it this way. I'm not going to that game and not owning him. <laughs> so he's he's right on the radar. Um, also at the Dolphins, uh, big Val Meninga, Val and Stafare, the house. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm not buying him. Well, you, there you go. That's what you're doing. Yeah, but I feel like you could get rewarded still. Yeah, if, but- for anyone that owns him, they're, they're, they're cheering. He's named. He's going to play 19. But there's no way you, there's no, yeah, there's no way people are bringing him in at this point in time. Surely, I mean, Branko Lee, I think he's out for a while, but that's not confirmed either. Yeah, I well, you could. Um, what is he? Two ninety four k. He could be a downgrade option. I'd probably. Ra- I'd rather pay Akira. Yeah, if you're looking for someone in that range, I know it's a different position, but Akira's got way better job security and way better base. Only difference is. The house plays round 19 and he's mm, a big upside player, as you mentioned earlier. That's true. That's true. So 150 in that week could uh, could make or break, you know, your standings for the week. What about um, what about the debutante who scored a try, Braden McGrady? See, I think he got a 50-odd. He's named in his first reserves. game. He's named again on the wing. I think he's won that spot on merit. He's, in, he's named in the reserves, isn't he? Or did I read that wrong earlier? They've named Tessie New. Um, some of these guys, tubes from the Warriors, just unbelievable. We've spoken about CNK a little bit and DWZ a little bit. Uh, give me a quick summary on DWZ. Dane, Dylan Latini Zalesniak. Um, can't possibly buy him, can you? I've made a case for him this afternoon. I honestly, I'm I'm looking. I feel like it's a similar, you know, don't chase last week's points and all of that. But geez, that right side attack looked unbelievable. I think you made the case for the Warriors with their run home. Like, and yep, it's I very did. clear that going to the right is is going to continue to be a strong point for them. And he is and he's a noted finisher. So, geez, that that finish, he's doing it for fun. He doesn't even need to do it some of the time. He's just going like taken off, cleared for takeoff. But so he. He's got to be the best all time at that. Yeah. Oh, he's unbelievable. So, I, I, look, I think, honestly, I think he's an option. Like you said, high upside, plays round 19. They play the para. And then that run home Canberra, mm. Titans, t- Tigers, Manly, St. George, Dolphins. How can you you couldn't like play? You, yeah, you could know. sort of go, oh, you just play him on matchups. There's five out of the six games are matchup games to play him. You play well, you play him in every game. Yeah. There's no, hmm. 
It's that price. Right. I, so look, I'm it's the price. Yeah, I'm 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 willing look. to back in. I'd I'd get him over Osako for sure. I reckon he'll outscore us. What about CNK? What about Nickel Cookstar? Yeah, CNK is better option than than both. A little bit more expensive, but a little bit safer. Bit way better. Like he is playing sent absolutely sensational. Like, Only thing is is he's he's well owned now as well. DWZ mm. is a true pod. He's four percent owned. Four yeah. percent owned. And that run Well done to anyone who jumped on. Yeah. Unbelievable. So look at one seventy five. I I I still his B is not small this week, so you don't have to he still could just be an option for for next week from round nineteen um onwards. Uh what's his B E? Uh he had a he had a 29 last week, so it's not huge. Like it's 50 or 60, like sorry, 36. 36. So it's not negatives. But it, if he has a bit another big score this week, obviously he'll be he'll be he'll be on the way to yep. uh, somewhere in space. All right. Well, I hope you talk someone into him there, Tubes. Well done. Pretty good case for a pretty good argument. Um, Ruben Garrick. Now, Ruben, young Ruben. He's got a monster break even this week. He played fullback on the weekend. What do you get? 62? Yeah. With no attacking stats versus the Storm in a game where they only scored one try. I think that's just about as bad as Ruben can go at fullback. It's just so frustrating because he's now like you can't I, – I, I can't – him playing fullback and kicking goals, like I want him in my side, but his ceiling has just dropped. In my opinion, so his floors his floors gone up, but I think his ceiling's gone down with with no turbo and playing fullback. Like if turbo was in the team and he was on the wing, uh, I think his ceiling's a lot higher. But I think he's a I think he's going to still I think he's going to average seventy to to eighty for the run home. So he's a hold. Yeah, I I can't see how he doesn't average seventy. Like it has to be more, and he's. So you're basically selling him what he's going to average at. Last year playing fullback, he managed two scores of over 120 plus a 99. Um, just a very reliable floor when he's playing fullback. Lowest score of 48. That's true. They can still put some points on Manly without Turbo. So and he's and he kicks goals when they're on. They're yeah, on. So they're so hot and cold. I would have loved to have sold him if he was not. If they were going to, there was some chat he was they were going to sign Roger. If he wasn't playing fullback, then he was a clear sell yeah. this week. But um, I actually thought about selling him last week, but I'm glad I didn't because now he's, he's locked into fullback. Um, yeah, I think if you can hold, in saying that, 780K, if you need to sell him for cash and you can really make good use of that cash, I, I wouldn't put it, you know, like I don't think it's the worst sell. I just, I, I, it comes down to who you're bringing in for him. Like, yeah. I think I wouldn't be bringing in Ronaldo, even though I like the Sharks run home, but I wouldn't be selling Garrick just to bring in someone like Ronaldo into into my team. Um, no, no, agree. I, I'd be wanting to use that cash elsewhere. Yeah. Not center wing, probably. Geez, there's a lot of who would you rather in these center wings yeah. for that run home. Like, there's a lot of different options that you can go. Last name I got on the list here, Tubes, is Val, Val Holmes. You've held him. Well done. Saved your week along with Drinky. Um, <laughs> he, he's fine. Like obviously a hold if you own and then if you, if you don't though, not an option yet. 
Yeah. Playing the Tigers, though. Playing the Tigers. <laughs> Uh, I think he's it's got a ton written all over it. He's he's gone he's gone one fifty ninety one in his last two games uh, since Origin period has started, and uh, unbelievable, pretty pretty good week up against the Tigers. Um, so yeah, I don't, but I I couldn't I couldn't say bring him in at seven fifty five k compared to some of the other people we've talked about already. Yep, yep. Oh. All right, let's get on to fullback now, Tublar. Uh, we've spoken about Drinky already, 900K, if you can afford him, great. Gutho doesn't play this week, similar. They're the two sort of premium options at the moment, incredibly. Um, most people are holding, or some people held Jermaine Buller, Jareen Buller, like myself. I think if you held him last week, there's, why would you bother selling him this week? I know he's got to be of 100, but playing around 19, um, nice matchup for him there. Like he's just a clear hold now. If you've still got him, tubes. Yeah, I don't think there's much more to it. It's a real. It's it's. There's lots of options at fullback, but I really just think it. It's going to present itself over the next few weeks. Still no verdict on Walsh. Um, oh. The premium. I mean, the premiums are the Gutho, Drinky, Buller, um. And then, well, Latrell's going to be very, very interesting when he's back around 21. I think he's, they got that by 26, which is annoying, but yeah, I think you want to run home with a Gutho Drinky. Oh, no, Gutho Drinky or uh, while she's still there, even Buller. I'm not, I'm not writing Buller off as a run home option. Yeah. I think Teddy, you, 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 I wouldn't bring him in, but if you had to hold, would you sell him? If I had the trades and the cash, but I, I wouldn't go. Um, He's going to lose cash this week. It's a bit of a now. It's either you're holding him or you're selling him like this week, I think. Yeah, and there's a few jewels. You could move Garrick back, Chance back, and bring in a center wing for the week and then look at what you do. It's. I, I think I'm, I'm happy to not be in this position. I think if I'd held Teddy for this long, though, I'd just hold um, and, and see how – See how it goes this week and hope he puts on a big Is Teddy, what about Dylan Edwards? Is he an option? He's dropped some cash. He's 660K now. Um, He hasn't quite looked the same with Cleary not in the team. It's probably my concern. I think he's looked the same. Like he had, he looked good on the weekend. He's got that nice try, beat Ponga. I think he. 81, though. No, I think, but he looks the same. It's just that they're in for less points without Cleary. Yeah. So he's in for less points. Like there's, there's, you can't, he's not a buyer without Cleary. I think that's probably fair. Um, we spoke about Reese Walsh, and he's at the judiciary right now. They're about to give a verdict. Um, I don't like talking about. Um, well, think he's not guilty. Let's let's just go on the assumption he's not guilty. I reckon he'd get off because there's not enough burden of proof anyway. But um, obviously, if you own Walsh, you're holding him. Oh no, <laughs> could be guilty. There's the uh, shout out to the champs podcast because they got a great Discord. A lot of good super coaches in there. I don't know. Uh, you you just you just they're, they're really throwing me here. I'm, they're they're usually a hub of information, but they're throwing me around here. But he's he's it's it hasn't come through yet. But I mean, you've uh, you, you you've given your lawyer speak. Not enough burden of proof, so we'll we'll run with that. For, oh, now. that's just my opinion. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I'm no lawyer. I think uh, I'm no- <laughs> I think I think um, I think I'd sell anyway. To be honest, if what even if he gets yeah. off, talk me through that one. 
Um, sorry, I'd hold for this week for sure. Uh, but I, I'd, I'd, yeah, but I think I'd sell for nineteen because I just think that you need to try and get. But who too? Just like move your center wing up, move a center wing up, and then move things around. If you don't have chance, still try and get Gutho. Move things around. I, I think he was so electrifying to start the year, and uh, I could be wrong, but I, I still, I'm still not writing off a, a Broncos late season fade out, um, and. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. There's been three hours of evidence. This has got to be the longest judiciary hearing in history. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, have we got anyone else at fullback? No. Nah, no, I think that's just We spoke about yeah. Buller. Um, all right. Let's get on to pot of the week, Tubes. Who is your uh, – Let's uh, sorry, recap of last week. You went Wade Egan, HIA'd, and uh, I mean he's still not a bad hold, I think. Just his minutes are a bit of a problem. I think he's a – so, honestly, he's he's a – for me, he's the perfect second hooker. I still I still stand by it, like as in he's still a little bit cheap. You won't cheap. play him if you don't have you to. You won't play him in your 17. He's not going to be an AE nightmare. And if, if Harry's out for a week, like um, – Next week. Yeah, it's not – like it's not the worst to play. He's good like, to plug yeah. in. Yeah. Like it, l- l- last week – Went off for a HIA and forgetting if he obviously has more HIAs, uh, I, that's his absolute flaw. In fact, it's below what his flaw should be each week. So, yeah, um, I think he's well. It was only he only got that low because they scored so many points and were exactly walking back to half and also so and also he. Um, I was watching him pretty closely. He he after he had his HIA because he got it making a tackle. He then was a little bit more hesitant. He was more the second and third man in, like on the tackles. And they don't yep. pay in Supercoach the points as a, they don't count it as a tackle with the Fox oh, Sports right. stats. If you're the third, if you're like a, the most ineffective out of three people, the hindy, the hindy tackle. Exactly, they don't pay it. They pay it on NRL. Jono gets me every week with it. They pay it on NRL, but they don't pay it on Fox Sports stats. Right. So. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I still think he's a he's a fine second option, and I'm not unhappy to have him. My pod was Alexander Brimson from the Titans, who scored a 61, pretty handy. But I hadn't considered the 18th man for round 19, which I've now considered. Uh, shout out to uh, Turkish Bath Time, who I know brought who I know bring, brought in the Brim pod this week. Uh, and Dan was Sua, Jaden Sua, who scored a very hopeless 39. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I even though I, that beat, even though that beat Egan, I'm still saying you that was a worse pod than Egan tubes. I think he uh, he had some audio issues, so no one heard it. But yeah, he, he, he oh really? Yeah, his, his yeah, pod good. was sewer, and it was uh, yeah, no good. Um, so my pod of the week this week is Sharky's player, as you alluded to. Um, he's four hundred fifty four thousand. He is, I think, under 2% owned, maybe under 1% owned. Uh, Sharks have the Dragons, obviously play the round 19 buy. He's got a break even of 100, so he's not making any cash, and so no one's going to be bringing him in. But it's Sione Katoa. I really do think he could be a three-week rental, um, and I'm probably biased because he's already in my team. Uh, for well, I bought him in a couple of weeks ago, I think. Unfortunately, and he hasn't hasn't done me right. The only thing, the the reason I like Katoa, he got an eight. Yeah, he, he had an eight. He had an eight. Um, <laughs> he the reason I don't mind Katoa still is 
He is a noted try scorer. He he's averaged 0.8 tries per match in his career, and this year he's only averaging under 0.5. So he's, he's, he's the run's coming where he's going to score you know a double and a hat trick at, at some point. Catfish is going to be coming for you for the crunching the numbers analysis on the champs pod with with that kind of with that kind of data. Laura Laura averages. He, but the problem is he's going to come after me and prove it wrong. Lucky Dan's not on tonight, uh, so he can't call me up out on it. <laughs> on your bad stats. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I, I mean, arguably, you got me earlier with that Manu discussion, but we'll see. Uh, I'm going to go for part of the week. I can't get around that, by the way. But good luck. Um, my part of the week is Panthers center Isaac Kungo. Now, young Isaac, who was a popular rookie last year, is $586,000. They don't play round 19, so it's a bit risky if your numbers are no good. But if you do have good numbers, then they've got the storm away, uh, like toughish matchup, but not impossible. Then they've got the Dolphins and the Dogs after that, followed by consecutive home games against the Sharks Storm um, with quite a nice run in. I think he's a very nice pod run home center wing. So he is my pod of the week, Isaac Tungo. He's looked good since he's got back from injury. Uh, all right, let's get on to Tubes' mailbag now, Dom. Tubes. Tubes' mailbag sponsored by sponsor, sponsored by sponsored by Mailbag Bloodstock, um, home of Keats and other champion racehorses. Now, if you submit a question on Twitter, we'll try to get the, the question. We'll try and get that out beforehand, but. Submit a question on Twitter or WhatsApp, wherever you want to get in touch with the Pod Pod, and you can win a share in a mailbag bloodstock horse, two and a half percent at the end of the season. You'll go into the draw if your question's read out. Now, Jubes, the first question tonight comes from uh, Ronnie from Cronulla, and Ronnie asks, "How many nuffs should you have?" Now, I think he means for the run home. How many nuffs are you planning to run home with, Jubes? Well, normally the way I try to think about it is how many, what's what's your final squad number you want it to look like? And I think in previous years it's been 21. Like that 21 guns is what you sort of have looked for. Um, yep. And whereas I think this year with the fact that there's going to be buys, um, teams obviously on the buy, as you mentioned earlier, the Bunnies, the Broncos, et cetera, still have buys to come. I think you're going to need 23 um, play like gun players that you're happy to play in your 17 any given week. Um, yep. And so what does that leave you with? I, the probably two. Two. So only two nuffs compared to normally having a handful. Four. Yeah. yeah. That's I, best case I scenario. Think I think you can run with three nuffs though. Like, Yeah, like I, I've heard some people like, yeah, you need like a lot of depth. Um, I know Timmy Williams is a big proponent of that, and I can get around that. I know what he means, especially this year, like more than any other year. I've also seen like a lot of nuffs work as a strategy. Like you can pull your money into um, bigger options and, um, and yeah, it just allows you to have a stronger run-home squad. But I tend to agree that you need depth this year, and so I think that you should be planning for two with a view that you probably want through maybe three to two and a half to finish. So I'm going to sit on the fence there between two and three is the right number of nuffs. And you need the right, you need those nuffs to line up with your squad makeup. So for me, I need jewels in, I need, a, I definitely need a snuff in second row, front row. So I'm getting Miles Melee. 
otherwise known as Martin Miles. What's his name? Martin Miles Martin. The Knights' second row dual baseman price. Martin Mello. And then um, Jack How- Jack Howarth is another very important enough to get his dual second row center um, who you'll be able to flip up and down uh, depending on who you want for the run in. So it, it, I think it's, it's worth calling out that you probably only need two there, probably one at front row, one at second row, and one at center wing, and you're getting close, I think. It's pretty tough, though, because a lot of people are going to need to get Cleary for feeder. But that's, that's a, that can be your that can be your way there though as well. By down, by, but what I'm saying is you might need more nuffs. People might need more nuffs in order to afford. Yeah, okay. Um, it, to afford I don't think those you can upgrades. have more than three. I would rather try and have two. I think that's where this year's been. There's been such high variance. Like I yeah. know this, and you brought it up before, and and you're right. Someone like a drink water is he's so hard to get now. Um, that he becomes a bit of a pod option. Uh, but after round 19, for me, Gutho's a straight trade out at 900K and down to one of those other fullback options at that point in time that hopefully is going to make me two or 300K. So it's almost like nothing out, a player yep. uh, that's uh, historically and, – and so you can use that type of cash to get up to the – the clearies and the feeders that we need to bring in. So I think it's it's you got to look at those different strategies um, that are available. But yeah, my, for my plan is to probably only have two nuffs and and try and make some money by selling some of those some of those premium ones that have that have gone through the roof. So in summary, minimum two, maximum four. Ah, uh, sorry, maximum three. Ah, uh, you could have four. You'd be running a high risk strategy having four if you had a couple of trades. Like that's the thing. Like if you if you if you've stockpiled your trades, you could actually nuff out more and then trade mm. a bit more if you had injuries. If you don't have many trades, then you probably should only have two or max three nuffs, so that you if you do get some injuries, you can sort of you know weed through it without any trades left at the back end of the year. Should say as well for Dicko. I know you're listening, Dicko. Enough. I know I'm not sure if you know what enough is, but enough is a player who won't get on the field. Bottom bottom price if to be, you know, that's what you want. And yeah, they're not going to get in your way. And they're nice cheap options just to sit there. Um our second question comes from who's this one from, Tubes? Uh it's Phil. Yeah, this is from Phil. Uh Phil from Cronulla. He's asked, is the straight C on Thursday night for Nico? Uh, risk v rewards. Obviously, Nico this Thursday versus the Dragons looks a popular option. What are your thoughts, Matt, on a straight C on a Thursday night? So traditionally, this is a big no-no for most super coaches. Everyone hates the straight C on a Thursday night, mainly because they can't live with the bad outcome for the rest of the weekend if they go fifty or below. I mean, this is the most obvious captain choice of the entire year this week, Nico Hines. The only way you don't straight C in if you own him is if you have 18 players max available this week and you don't have Franklin Pele. That's it. Otherwise, it's straight C, Nico. Any other scenarios where you don't straight see him? No, nah, don't think so. I think he he's it's too obvious. You, if, if he gets injured or something goes wrong, you have to live with it. But, I mean, Nico, Nico hasn't played well for a few weeks and he just still keeps busting out. Good scores, like he was terrible against the Bulldogs. He got 129. 
<laughs> and as much as we've talked up the Warriors on this pod, the Dragons are just woeful. Like they were terrible last week. Yeah. And yeah. how are they going to get up for this game? I know it's a local derby, but do any of them care at the moment? Like so. Well, Ben Hunt's going to play apparently. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll see see how that goes. So I I think you have to see Nico, and that's why having Sharks players is such a good option this week. Um, so cap, captain, he's nineteen percent captained at the moment. Yeah, eight point six percent vice captain. Like that'll shoot up. You'd think so. If I if I if I crack onto the top one percent where he's ninety eight percent owned, uh, that captaincy goes to forty nine percent and twenty nine percent. So this is really engaged players. 29% VC. So I actually think the the, huge, the value is is seeing him. I, I am a huge proponent of VC to maximize injury if your captain gets injured or in this scenario where there's a really popular captain that you can VC them, but that's a completely dependent on what your, what your NPRs look like that week. And it also depends on the strength of the captain. So last week, for instance, Cody was a really popular captain, but he wasn't a strong option. Whereas Nico, they're they're eighteen point favorites at home to the worst team in the comp. Like he's just he's in for he's in I he's in for a hundred points minimum. Like sorry, he could score under hundred, but I think he's over under points for the game is a hundred at a coin flip. So maybe higher. I mean, he averages ninety six point eight as for the year. Playing the Dragons, yeah. scored 180 against them on his return game or whatever it was earlier this year. It's the clearest captaincy choice you're going to get. So, yeah, I think you just lock it in. Don't think too hard about it unless you've got that small squad. If you have a small squad, even, but like even you say – You Pele, should be seen if you've got a small squad. Uh, but even if you're holding things like Billy Smith and and like and like that – That's fine. Yeah, I still, I'm, I, I still do a straight C. So I'm If Billy team. Smith is your only NPR though – he, you should VC him because you get value that he, that he, that he gets injured. It's you only VC, you only VC though if you've got the one NPR. Yeah. Or two very strong NPRs. All right, that'll do. Um, all right, that's it for tonight, Tubes. Good good pod. Nice to get the duo just going again. I thought it went, went pretty smooth. Yeah. We always seem to go longer without Dan. I don't know why. Um, uh, it's just very conversational. It just flows. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, best of luck this week. And uh, we'll see you uh, see you and Scott Drinkwater next week. Yeah, you beauty. Thank you. Well done, guys. All the best.